0: Because like you said, I do think people forget about him a lot, which is again strange to me. Because I think he's a very interesting character. He's beaten so many of your faves.
1: So many of your faves can't take
0: him. Not mine. But yours uh... lost
1: too. (laughs) (laughs) Not mine. Yours yours said that um, you know, he was a more powerful telepath.
0: Her words were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to another relaunch. I am Keenan. What's
1: up, everybody? I am LZ. How are you doing this week, LZ? I'm good. You know, I um, got to go back to Chicago for a bit and see some friends, kick it out there, see my family. So that was really nice. Um, oh. It feels like a completely different world out there. <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to LA like masks are just like I don't even know covid God, seems okay. like it's a rumor <laughs> who knows know rumor <laughs> 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 so like
0: that whole thing was kind of weird i felt like people were looking at me weird, weird. cuz you I had weird. your mask on yeah I've been wearing my mask everywhere. Let me tell you, ever since that Delta variant popped up, and now they're talking about Lambda. And then I read something that said yeah, it L- gives you Lombada, a recti- you Lambda. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> 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 oh, is that is it Lambda? I've definitely been to like <laughs> I'll be at work. I'll be like the bottom variant. Y'all know, and they'd be like, Yeah, we know. See, people so phony and fake. But um I read an article that was like, you know, a long term effect of COVID could be a reptile dysfunction. You think I'm not gonna wear my mask?
1: Okay. I've got things to do. <laughs>
0: okay. Hello? One of three comic books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's go ahead and get into the books of the week. So, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. <laughs> I didn't have any books this week. Uh-oh. And then I, so I realized like a lot of the books that came out were books that I had either recently dropped just because I was making way for other stuff in my pool or I just didn't want. However, I was reminded by Craig Omnishambles on Twitter again, fantastic guy about Ali Ewing's Defenders that came out this week. And so I was like, oh, let me pick that up because everybody knows this is an Ali Ewing's stay account. And Defenders was something I wasn't really like super excited for, yeah, super excited for. but. Let's give it a try.
1: So, Have you ever read any of their things before? Like, are you
0: into that whole, that team of so characters? I've, I've tried because I always know <laughs> they're supposed to be, like, kind of a mystic response team a little yeah. bit. It's, but I yeah. just never feel like it's clicked the way it's supposed to be. The team rosters always feel a little strange, a little bit out there. Like, they'll pull in Silver Surfer. I remember Red She-Hope was on the team one time. It just never works out. I Honestly, I don't think I'm a big fan of Doctor Strange. Really? I thought you were the big magic guy. I love magic, but I just don't find Doctor Strange that interesting. Okay. And, I, and and so and I think I tweeted about this once before. Like he's a character who has had like a ton of books. Yes, he has. Yes, he series, has. After series after series, and I feel like I never hear anything about them. I feel like. They <laughs> know <him as> very- <laughs> and I just feel like I don't know what the appeal is. And um, I think for him, it's just a little too vague. I know people to. His whole thing is that like he protects all of magic. Like what does that actually mean? Like, are you protecting mm. like in other realities? Are you protecting magic of other cultures? Are you just protecting the magic that you know? Like, I think he, it either needs to be pared down a little bit or we just need to really go crazy and be like, this is everything that magic is. And then magic in the MCU, uh, the MCU, excuse me, the Marvel universe is a little ill-defined at times anyway. Like it's,
1: a, it's actually more defined in the mcu than
0: this <laughs> <In the comics. laughs> <laughs> um so it's just like when you get to his books for me when i tried them it just doesn't really click um, again i think it's more so just a strange thing and his personality type great costume though i wore it for mm. halloween a couple of years ago that capes the cape everything <laughs> And so, with that said, first up on the list is Defenders number one from Al Ewing with art by Javier Rodriguez. And I will say that I was actually very pleasantly surprised by this. Again, just saying that I wasn't huge into the Defenders before. It was a pretty basic setup issue. Um, So, the mask, right? Do you remember that Marvel Comics 1000 thing that they did where they were recutting the universe? So, throughout that, there was this character named Mask Rider. He wears an Eternity mask. Everybody knows I love the galaxy design. And it's supposed to be different people who've worn it throughout history. And so it's a new person in it now. We don't know who it is. I'll never forget because the issue ended, or the Marvel Comics 1000 thing ended with, like, find out who the Mask Raider is this fall. And then I think COVID happened. So. Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we just, like, have not seen him around whatsoever. Um, But he pops back up here. We basically see Doctor Strange in his house, talking about magic and doing stuff. Max Ryder pops in. They kind of start talking about this guy who is going to destroy the timeline. So he needs Doctor Strange's help. Doctor Strange uses some magic to call people to help. It's just random folks, but we get uh, Red Harpy, who's Betty Ross. She's turned into the Harpy and Immortal Hulk, which is ending soon. So if you guys have not read it, please get in. And we get Silver Surfer, who pops in. Uh, we bring back this character, Cloud, who's been a part of the Defenders before. She's from the past, uh, very DC-less. They, excuse me, She, uh, this character is actually kind of a uh, male and female hybrid. So That's dope. yeah, there and there, Mass Rider, Doctor Strange, and basically he is just saying, you know, magic comes with the cost, and he does something to cloud to give them a body, and then they get sucked into a portal, and they're transported to a different timeline. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's interesting, like, the, the the art is beautiful. Like, Javier mm-hmm. Rodriguez, I don't know if anybody used to read the Spider-Woman book from Dennis Hopeless, but Javier Rodriguez did a lot of art there, and it was just fantastic, and he's only improved here. The way he lays out pages, um, the, the character acting that's going on, the mood, it just feels very big. It feels very bold. Again, just a nice introductory issue. You see why this team comes together. Even Betty Ross, when she comes in, she's like, I was busy doing something. Can you send me back? <laughs> <The>
1: doctor- <laughs>
0: sure. like, it's magic. It called you. You got to do it. Now they're indebted. It's only going to be five issues. So I'm interested to see where it goes and actually what it does. Again, Silver Surfer, I think, just really takes me out of this team.
1: Really, I was just about to say that's the one I think I might like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why he's here, yeah, because he's not Mac magic at go, all. Go back to space, yeah. You don't, yeah and then it's like galactus and i don't I don't want to see him, and we get like galactus. we get like this weird other universal version of him as well. There were some things that were kind of confusing to me in the book. I think it was because some of the story follows what was going on in that Marvel 1000 series. But that was so long ago. And I was supposed to go back and reread it. But I just didn't have the time. Mm. Maybe, But nonetheless, I'm I'm excited to see where the story goes. So I'm definitely going to pick up all five issues. Okay. For the article, I would definitely recommend it.
1: What well, would you rate this book?
0: I'd give it a three out of five. Okay. okay. This and is a I, nice and solid I, start. Uh, it's a solid start. Again, I feel like if you didn't read the Marvel 1, com- um, the Marvel 1000 series, or you're just not really super familiar with these characters, it might be a little bit hard to get into. But I think it's just kind of basically setting up the premise and why this team works together or why they're here. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Art carries. Al Ewing's writing is immaculate. The way he des- he has strange describing magic and like. What it does and like how it's this kind of just nebulous force and how he's interacted with it it's just
1: good magic I, is getting a lot of attention right now magic is
0: carrying the marvel universe a S- little right S- a little too much attention for me <laughs> and again and again and so and i know we've said this before but you claim you don't like magic but all of your favorite stories right now have them involved mm. captain marvel was just fighting enchantress
1: she was and that was giving i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it was Every time Enchantress popped up, it was a lot of fun, but that's, you know, the magic girls are good for that. Fun
0: punching bags. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> three out of five Defenders. Next up on the list is Captain Marvel. And unfortunately, you know, I did not get into this, but this is number three. and this comes from Kelly Thompson and Takeshi Miyazawa. So tell us all about your fame.
1: Yes, so uh, my girl is back and done with the whole magic stuff now. Um, <clears throat> she is making up with Rhodey. Uh, she's back into her regular costume. And, you know, they are going on a vacation now. they decided to kind of work on their relationship. He helped her in the last issue fight off Ove and help her go binary and everything there. So, like, they've been trying to make up with their relationship since they broke up. I, I think he does know about her and Doctor Strange, <laughs> but I'm assuming he's okay with all of that. Um, So, that stuff is going on in this book uh you know i i don't know how i feel about their relationship you've never liked
0: that relationship before. i don't think i like i don't it. know why <laughs> i don't know I just you've, don't never, know. you've never been here for that but again you don't like love you don't like when you're.
1: Out, you know? i do so, i wow. do it's just something about it feels like he is gonna be holding her back <laughs> for what i don't know <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Don't know but whatever they're on this vacation uh, they get end up being hounded by people wanting to get autographs and stuff by captain marvel um and then all of a sudden her half-sister pops up and teleports onto the ship and if uh for people just a reminder her half-sister was a her mother's dna was like stolen carol's mother's dna was stolen and they created another uh like clone of her a, so kind of her sister i don't know it's you know how cloning and all that kind of stuff kind of works Oh. and half-sisters and all that kind of stuff so
0: they always she want to give somebody a half-sister
1: right and making them like really important <laughs> so she's the accuser now for you know uh your oh, boys
0: Hopeling. yeah, yeah. Hoekling. oh that's the half-sister okay. sister.
1: yeah and uh she lets carol know that there has been this kind of break-in where the DNA and everything was stored at Cree, I'm sorry, on the Cree planet. And uh there's been some like mishaps going on. Turns out basically that the DNA basically gets absorbed by this goo on the ground by the scientist. And when they get there, Carol is like, how much do you guys want to bet that the goo on this ground ate the DNA and now it's gonna I have to fight some monster? And of course <laughs> that's ends up what happening. Um, Kelly gives uh, some great action moments with Carol and you really see Carol learn how to use her energy blast and her photon stuff mm-hmm. like um, instead of just running in a punch and punching, she is very precise with how she blasts things and what she how she uses her photon energy which is really cool um, and they kind of clear everything away they leave and of course they ends up learning that the goo ends up taking a life of its own. Obviously we are seeing that this there's this whole last of the marvels thing going on now next with carol and she's going to be fighting some of the dark captain marvels is what everyone's kind of calling them right now i don't know if you remember her in that black costume um Uh (laughs) (laughs) well she had this black costume on and um it was because this villain was controlling her and making her she had to go kill all the avengers and um she did (laughs) <laughs> Most of them, anyway. At least it, it kind of showed you how she would like fight the other Avengers. But it looks like someone else got a hold of these costumes, and they're it gonna looks like
0: them. she's gonna—they're gonna use them against her. Are they bringing in other, the other Marvels for this? Yeah. So, so like Monica, supposedly, Kamala.
1: I don't know if Monica is supposed to come into it, but supposedly Kamala might and Guinnessville, I guess, is coming back too. Who is uh, Marvel's like her son? Oh, I forgot he existed. Most um, people did, but I guess he's coming back.
0: So no Adam is what you're telling me. No, not yet. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm I'm always shocked when Carol and Kamala get together. They don't really seem to like get along. It's they
1: don't really mesh well together. I don't think, and like it seems kind of forced. Yeah. Kamala doesn't give you know sidekick or whatever to. to carol she doesn't carol doesn't carol doesn't feel like
0: mentor to kamala right whenever i've seen them together kamala's usually mad at her (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) Um, they 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 relate
1: on like a superhero thing and you know of course kamala probably looks up to her but like that's probably where it ends would you want
0: carol to get another sidekick
1: oh for sure yeah (laughs) but one uh, more aligned to like Maybe her abilities or something like that, or something that where they fit kind of like it could be her sidekick. Okay. That would be really cool. Probably somebody that's super stubborn like her and that she would have to like look after. Bombshell. I think I've said that to you before. You did, but I was like, nah, not her. her. I feel like like that. that If you could bring Bombshell over from. DC? Absolutely. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We can make that work, but no. The bombshell we have in the Marvel Universe? You can stay where she is. That's your
0: favorite. I won't argue with you about it.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I would give this issue a solid uh, 3.5 out of 5. I really like the art, the really great showcasing of like Carol's powers and her energy blast and everything, and Kelly Thompson has a very great like voice Carol. Uh, again, I'm excited for this my, this last of the Marvels arc, but I would like to see something where she, she's kind of being the one being proactive instead of reactive, where things are just happening to her.
0: Yeah. Has um has Kelly given any indication of how long she intends this run to be?
1: Every time she's in an interview it sounds like she's down to go until it's <laughs> until they she can tell her not to anymore. Um and I think if, if this issue if this run gets to fifty, mm-hmm. I believe it'll be her longest uh, run. Mm-hmm. Carol's Carol's longest run. Alright. I wonder if
0: they'll give it um some legacy numbering. Oh, probably. It could huh. do something like okay. that. That would be nice for her. All right. That's Carol for you guys. Pick it up if you're interested. Yes, yes, yes. yes next up on our list oh this is actually the final book on our list (laughs) daredevil number 33 and this is from chip zadarsky and marco chiteto and um so again this is one of the ones that i kind of had to like sit to the side because electra has been cool and all but she's just not really my girl but i know she's your that's my girl (laughs) what's what's going on i mean the book was
1: always good yeah and still again (laughs) it's really it's still really great um uh Chip has a really great i would love to see maybe him on an x book i think that i haven't figured out which one i would want him to get down to you know what maybe he should do that acolytes idea that i had oh that would be with, nice. x, with exodus great. and the acolytes i think that would be great that would be nice
0: i, I was I, i've always wanted him to be on x book that's why i was actually really disappointed when he got that that x-men fantastic four miniseries because i did not enjoy oh it. i didn't like that at all
1: oh yeah I actually really hated that. <laughs> Maybe we to think that.
0: Okay, uh, well. <laughs> again, I, think, I think if you just wrote the X-Men by themselves, that would be fine,
1: though. Right, right,
0: right. That's the
1: kicker. Maybe if you didn't have to, like, do an event or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, right now he's got a great handle on Daredevil, and by Daredevil, I mean Elektra. Um, mm-hmm. We find out that um, Bullseye was cloned, Mm-hmm. And uh, because Kingpin wanted to clone him and have some bullseyes that he could completely control from for, his, uh, for himself, you know, have his own assassins. Um, and that's why we find that the three bullseyes that did attack Electra in the last issue were real and they were just clones of the bullseye. And we see this amazing fight between uh bullseye the three bullseyes and electra electra's like using uh, smoke grenades to get herself around and she is just like going more on the the defensive because she realizes her she's outnumbered obviously but still using her environment to work with her so like when they are fighting in the smoke she uses uh the one bullseye who's kind of far away as a sniper to kind of uh and shifts another bullseye so that he gets uh, hit by the shot. It's a pretty cool scene. Um, by the end of it, she is kind of worn out, and Spider-Man and uh, and Iron Man show up <laughs> to help her, yeah. because uh, again, she's like, she ends up, there's three of them, she can't take them on yeah. by herself. Um, and Iron Man ends up giving her like uh, some healing stuff and helping her out, and he tells her, I mean, Electra tells her, you need to build me a suit so i gotta take out oh so she's gonna get a Mecha daredevil suit i don't know if it's gonna be a Mecha one but she's definitely gonna get another suit for sure
0: good because i don't
1: really like that when she has one. maybe i, should I don't
0: them I, them I don't up. mind i love a fight scene
1: the fight scene was giving um and meanwhile daredevil is matt murdoch is still in jail and uh, he's basically become like the king in in this prison <laughs> <laughs> he's like sitting on a throne he's like sitting on a throne and <laughs> him the king in a prison yeah so again this issue four out of five i really okay. love it I, um this has been actually a really great run of daredevil for me i've been really, really enjoying this a lot um this electra stuff has been fantastic um yeah I'm i can you finally think. got in daredevil yeah. again it's I been a minute daredevil. you know you know i don't really them down too
0: often. <laughs> you know all the things that you don't like—the street, the magic—they are just really giving you what you need these days. I think you might, you know, to... and I don't think I like that. <laughs> you might just have to kind of—I
1: don't think I like you that, you know, you know, where is the where is the science? Where is the space? I need it. I feel like it's been missing right now. Marvel needs to
0: give me <laughs> more of that, please. I'm good. I'm happy. But, uh, you know, despite, you know, this week being short for me, there were a couple of books that made like some waves. I know both Children of the Atom and Runaways kind of had their final issues. I've heard uh, some things about this. So if those books are ones you read, please let us know how they were, how the series went all together. Again, the times I've dipped in and out of Runaways, I thought it was pretty fantastic. Uh, Rainbow Rowell is like amazing. I'm excited to see where she goes next. I kind of want her to take over Avengers. I want a woman on the Avengers books. So I wanted to be Rainbow or Kelly.
1: Yeah, that'd be dope.
0: Um and there was a Batman Urban Legends series that came out and one of the Robins, Tim Drake, came out as bisexual in it, and that made like tons of headlines. The headlines were wrong because the headlines said that it was Dick Grayson. <laughs> 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 and like, truly, I think that everybody if you know Tim Drake, you know Tim Drake has a reputation for being the Forgotten Robin. And I think that <laughs> yeah. after this news coming out... You do, you do out, not like Tim. <laughs> And the world kind of revealing that, yes, they also do not know who Tim Drake is, was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I know you were eating it up,
1: because I've I've known you for a long time and I've known that, like, Tim Drake is not someone that you've ever really cared about. And, um, you know... I'm sure you were, like, laughing at all of the headlines that were said, Robin, who has been around for 80,
0: 20 years. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this isn't even the same character. But I thought that was hilarious. It'll be interesting. But I I know a lot of Tim fans were excited. Apparently, like, um, him being bisexual is something that they've been kind of calling for a couple of years. So shout out to the Tim fandom. Hopefully, maybe he'll actually appear in some more stories, get a coding, get a costume, do some things. I would rather him get that, personally, because, like this is great for him
1: but like i want like some substance um all of this uh excitement around him also probably showed me that i'm not as invested in tim drake as i thought i was (laughs) because um when i i knew that like fans wanted him to be by, um Mm -hmm. but like i guess i never picked up on any of it whenever i would read anything with him in it um but like that's great i'm loving that he's getting that that stands are getting exactly what they wanted out of him. I just want him to like get a, a code story. name and a story <laughs> and like and and a get personality.
0: A I'll see. <laughs> 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 but those are the books of the week. Let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back for another panel. Let's do it.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another panel. And this week, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite characters. Um, definitely, like, top five for me, for sure. And that is Exodus, or as some may know him as um, Benet, <laughs> or some people may call him Paris, whatever you want to call him. His name is Exodus. Okay. And uh, we I'm going to give a little bit more background on him. I feel like he has been kind of popping up a lot on the Krakoa era with, uh, you know, he's on the council. And uh, I feel like people see him, but not many people know too much about his whole background and kind of maybe I'll like explain a little bit why I like him a, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He really fits the brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, he you does, know,
0: he does for sure. Uh,
1: his name is uh, Benet du Paris is, is uh, his original name. He's from the 12th century in France is where he was born. And, you know, I never really know his exact, like, where exactly he was born or, like, his, uh, his I guess his race, I guess you would kind of guess. I've always kind of looked at him as, like, some kind of Egyptian. <laughs> but even oh, though he was. okay. Yeah, I've kind of looked at him as, like, being some kind of Egyptian or, like, some kind of something for, like, maybe even from, like, the Mediterranean or something over there. But, like, um, or maybe even Jordanian. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. But he was born in the 12th century, and uh, he always knew he was kind of different. His skin is supposed to be kind of like reddish tint to it. And uh, he always knew he was kind of different, and it kind of was meant for more. But uh, while he was during the 12th century, he was a crusader. Um, And, you know, we all got checkered past. (laughs) And we know the crusades were about this, like, very, this holy war all throughout Europe. And uh, he was a part of that, kind of following someone else's, Plans. This kind of becomes a theme for him, mm-hmm. where he's always has the power but doesn't know where to aim it. So he ends up following someone else's kind of uh, whatever their mantra is and kind of dedicating himself to that. So while he was in this 12th century, he ended up uh, leaving the Crusades and he wanted to go on a quest for power. And he um, became friends with the Black Knight. So that's the Black Knight mm. of that of that time. It turns out that the Black Knight of the current time also, like, got pushed back into time and was into that guy's Black Knight's body. So our Black Knight was the one that Exodus actually befriended back then. Um, And that ends up becoming something that is brought up in the present because after this whole, like, quest or whatever with the Black Knight, he ends up going his separate ways because Black Knight is of course in love with cersei she ends up coming back and back time with there and they have a whole relationship um and he decides to not join exodus on his quest to kind of like look for this a uh, tower of powers kind of what it was called so uh exodus is like fine i'll go by myself <laughs> i don't need you to do any of this mm-hmm. with me so i go on the he goes on the quest by himself he starts to hear this voice in that's hearing that's in his head and is telling him like You say you have this power, what are you gonna do about it? Like reach within you and see if you actually have it. There's this giant like two ton boulder that comes uh, steaming ahead of him and Exodus reaches out and telekinetically stops it and crushes it. And that's when he realizes that he does have some power in him. turns out that voice he was hearing was Apocalypse. And, um, (laughs) right? Yes. Apocalypse is the one who kind of awakened Exodus's mutant gene and he takes Exodus as kind of like his first, kind of like right hand. So this is kind of the start of Exodus being like the right hand to the person kind of leading the charge for mutant. yeah. Um, and right away, he instantly is very, you know, pro-mutant. I realized that that's what I am. So he wants to do right for his people, <laughs> you know, off of that. And um, yeah, so after that whole thing happens, Exodus and uh, is helping out Apocalypse for, you know, Apocalypse got a plans to like push only the, the best forward. Cersei and Black Knight are captured, and of course, you know, they kind of reason with Exodus. Black Knight and Exodus were friends, and Exodus turns on Apocalypse to help Cersei and Black Knight, and Apocalypse didn't take well to that, <laughs> and trapped Exodus in a tomb. So... Exodus gets trapped okay. into a tomb and isn't awakened until the present time where Magneto is the one who awakens him. Yeah. And this is where we get Exodus. Actually, his first appearance was in um, X Factor number 92. And yeah. um, in that issue, Exodus is actually going around recruiting people for Magneto's cause. This is during the whole um, Avalon era. Remember when Magneto had his whole like space uh, yeah. asteroid, asteroid M kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, doing all of that. So Exodus was kind of the right hand for Magneto and recruiting everyone and still kind of following someone else's, their whole path, but not really taking charge for himself. He would have a lot of conversations with different acolytes who would kind of ask him, like, what do you want to do? You know, what are your?" And he would always kind of tell everyone, no, like I am following the word of Magneto. He really like dedicated himself to Magneto. So uh, after that whole thing kind of happened, and I don't know if people remember during Magneto's history when Magneto and Xavier got into it, and Xavier wiped Magneto's brain and like made him comatose, Exodus became the person who says that he was the voice for Magneto. Mm-hmm. He is a very powerful telepath, and to this day, no one really knows if he was actually speaking with Magneto. But he would be the one to kind of go away and say, oh, I have to confer with Magneto he'd come back and say, well, Magneto said X, Y, and Z. But no one really knows.
0: If that was rude.
1: He, he was that, just putting O on. You know. <laughs> he could do what he wanted. I'm here. Yeah. His. Yes. Um, he is not a fan of uh, Fabian Cortez. They have a, a long-standing beef. He thinks Cortez is kind of a punk and um, yeah. does not deserve to be around uh, Magneto. When Cortez kidnapped Luna, who is uh, Quicksilver's daughter, to use her as like a bargaining chip on Genosha so that like mutants could take over Genosha. Cortez really just wanted to like start some mess. Exodus had to come in and like fix it because like the Avengers ended up being brought in and it became a whole like world issue so Exodus ended up taking over and trying to fix that whole thing. He was never going to harm Luna but he had to kind of like take control of the situation where he decided to Use his vast <laughs> telekinetic power and put an entire force field around Genosha and uh, telepathically controlled all of the mutants there t- and humans to kind of uh, get rid of all the humans. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> you know, not not the nicest thing, but he did use his telepathic powers to in- in- incite the mutants to kind of fight back and. Mm and fighting all the humans there. You know, the things that were happening on Genosha weren't the best for for the mutants there.
0: I remember those days. We remember those Dark days.
1: days. <laughs> <laughs> <Forgot about. laughs> you know, we, we're past that now. So, uh, after the end of that, that's also the, the, during this fight, he fought Cersei in the current time, uh, beat her again there, and then he Uh, fought black Knight, but they have a moment where they remember each other and start to remember their time in the 12th century together um so i wonder if that might be something that might be touched on in the mcu because in the eternals movie from what i've heard they're supposed to kind of jump through timelines and from the leaks that i had seen they do go through like a spanish like Like the conquering, or like the conquistadors and stuff. So Mm
0: -hmm. might get a little might get a little hint of Exodus in the MCU. I mean, if somebody pop up with like a little red makeup on, (laughs) that would be
1: kind of cute. That would be interesting. That'd be really dope. Um. So after that whole thing happens with on Genosha, he ends up uh fighting a. Do you remember the whole Age of Apocalypse thing? Um. And what's this? One of the, do you remember a, a character in the kind Holocaust from it? Yeah. They, like, were somehow, or in my opinion, I think they just wanted Exodus to fight somebody. <laughs> this That character ended up surviving and staying in our timeline, and Exodus and um, Holocaust end up having this huge fight, and um, Exodus ends up, like, basically destroying avalon because of their entire fight like their powers were too vast for them and they destroyed all they crashed down to earth and exodus ends up being kind of like uh really like war torn and battled and like really down so one of his abilities is he can absorb psychic energy okay and uh when he got there he looked for some psychic energy to absorb and he ended up fighting uh x-man cable oh wow but the original X-Man. So they have this huge fight and he's absorbing some of his psychic energy and really showing and flexing just how powerful he really is as a telepath and as a psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, you know, he starts to realize that he doesn't really want to do this whole thing where he's following someone else's plans anymore. Magneto's gone. So he actually tries to do something a little different and he goes to Genosha under the guise of being Magneto and he has Magneto I'm sorry, he has Forge, create a cerebral for him so he can cause everyone on Genosha to just stop fighting. And Mm. this is the first time you kind of have Exodus have a different kind of moment where he's no longer, I hate all humans and they can all die. It is, (laughs) (laughs) he tries to do something different and it's like, you know, maybe we can kind of work in peace and coexist so he telepathically makes everyone stop fighting and kind of get along. But of course, human nature doesn't let let that last long and some humans end up killing some and that kind of makes Exodus for the first time have his own viewpoint of it all, even though it is end up being kind of magneto
0: light. So <laughs> you Do you like Exodus as kind of like the second in command? So I think most, I know a couple of Exodus appearances. I think the most heavy ones that I have with him, obviously, are the whole Messiah complex blinded by the light area. During the carry run, where he was kind of leading the acolytes. And he also like uh, rescued Xavier after Bishop shot him and that whole time. But he was a little bit more in charge. Do you prefer him there or do you like him as the second in command?
1: I prefer him to be much more in charge. A lot of his story, in for a while, had always been the second in command to someone mm-hmm. and kind of just following whatever they wanted to do. But when he's in his leadership role and he gets to be, his, you know, his leadership yeah. bag, I prefer him to be the
0: one to like make the decisions for whatever he's trying to do. I think Exodus is an interesting character to me because he is one who I feel like, if you can't use Magneto, you're going to use Exodus.
1: Exactly. He's, he's okay. telekinetic Magneto.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like they, they're both very powerful. They can do a lot of stuff. Like you said, his uh, ideology kind of became Magneto light. I, I think I've even said it on the show where I always had the dream where, when Xavier and Magneto finally like step down or die or whatever, I would really like for Nightcrawler and Exodus to actually kind of become like the new versions of them and step up into that spot because I think they're both ones who could do it very well. But I think you also told me Exodus isn't a, a religious character.
1: Not in a sense of like, not like Nightcrawler, if that makes sense, where it's kind of a part of their personality and it's about what they do. Yeah. Um, Exodus was religious in his like design, and obviously his name is Exodus mm-hmm. because of like the time period that he came from. You know, was yeah. during the whole like Spanish Inquisition and all that kind of stuff. So where where that christianity and all that kind of stuff for is really big but Mm. him himself he's not like it's not he's not religious no No.
0: and i think that was always my thing because i would like to see them be at the top and have like their little theological theological debates and stuff like that
1: Mm. Uh, he talks that way he does like kind of have that air about his speech you know (laughs) that's what i always enjoy
0: and he's he's one who he pops around a lot and i think for him he's also he has a lot of powers and i don't remember that i'll never forget when you told me he could teleport Yes, he can. <laughs> and it's crazy because I've seen him teleport multiple times, but I guess it just never registers to me that like, oh, that is his power that he's using to teleport.
1: I mean, um, he's mostly he's got like three main powers. He's his main power being telekinesis is mm-hmm. that's his main ability, and then uh, he's also a very powerful telepath, and then he can also teleport.
0: So I guess here in this Krakoan era, you know, we've seen a little bit of Exodus here and there. We haven't seen too much of him though. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably his biggest moment was during X of Swords when he was trying to like he was badgering Cypher like you shouldn't be the one to fight. It should be me. Um, yes. What do you kind of want to see from him?
1: I would love to see him start the Acolytes again, but in the form of what's on Krakoa.
0: So you like him kind of teaching and did you did you like this uh, him being like the storyteller for the kids?
1: Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, we love a little mess with a shaved Wanda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
1: but um, I, and the thing with the Acolytes was he was less of a teacher per se and more of a guide and like a mentor kind of thing where it was this is what we, even if he was kind of mean about it, <laughs> you know, uh, he didn't really take a lot of people who weren't like sure of themselves. Yeah. Um, and he's also, if you aren't powerful enough to him, he will tell you, which I always thought was funny. Um, I remember he came around to your girl, Fantasia. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I
0: remember that. He came to recruit yeah. her for uh, yeah. Magneto, and, like, she was with...
1: Who was she with? She was How with was a Toad and uh, Blob. I think Blob. I think Pyro, too, I think, was there. Yeah.
0: And Exodus was very much like, no, I'm only here for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I guess my thing with Exodus is now, like, who who are the people who you feel as though have kind of written him the best and captured him the best in terms of his voice and motivations?
1: Honestly, it would probably be um, uh, Mike Carey. I know it was a really long time ago, but the entire yeah. time, the the whole exchange between Exodus and Xavier when. Exodus was putting his mind back together, which like Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. (laughs) Hello. Not only you telekinetically putting it back together, but he also psychically stored Xavier's memories and everything there. So when they had their whole battle, he kind of used them against them. But during that, Mike Carey really tapped into the things that make Exodus what I find interesting, which again is like that defender idea Mm -hmm. where you're like, I'm here to defend the things that are important to me and I've got the power to do it while I'm trying to kind of figure out my own space. Mm-hmm. And uh, Exodus really found his own space was, he was leading the Acolytes there. He was no longer mm-hmm. trying to follow Magneto. It was like his whole operation. And I think Mike Carey really like tapped into that.
0: Man, so one, the, I just
1: read that recently and that whole fight was great.
0: Mike Carey, the moment.
1: Exodus Gosh, I was I dragging Xavier during that. He was like, look at all the people, look at all the kids you have gotten killed. Okay. <laughs>
0: Like, let's talk about it. I mean, they're <laughs> back now, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um, so I guess with with Exodus and his ideologies and how he is and everything else, like, what do you want to kind of be his next step? And obviously he leaves the Acolytes, but do you want his mindset to change? We're in this new place of Krakoa. Mutants are, like, doing these things. They're terraforming Mars. Do you feel as though he has a little space to kind of sit back and chill? Do you want him to be a little bit more uh I guess just loud about loud and proud about mutants and like where they you know obviously Magneto's been getting a lot of the grandstanding moments and you have new gods now and like this is you need to worship us like do you want Exodus also doing those kind of things or do you just want him to be like no I'm good I know where we're at I don't need to boast
1: you know as much as I really really loved X-Men I think number 11 it was when Magneto was like the hero story you know when he fought off that entire uh I think there was the Kotaji during the Empire yeah, I would love an issue like that for Exodus, where okay. he was able, he could have easily done the same things that <laughs> that mm-hmm, uh, Magneto did, and I would have loved for something like that where we're just getting to see more of it. So mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to change at all. I would just like to see more of it instead of you, just you know the pop up power moments. And do you
0: think? I guess how do I want to word this question? Oh no, this is uh, I'll think about that. Let me ask a different one. I guess. For Exodus to really like kind of pop off and like mm-hmm. resonate with people, what do you think he needs? Do you think it needs to be back with Magneto? Do you need think he needs other interactions with other X characters? Because he's he's got connections to a lot of people. He's got the connection right. to Magneto. He's got the connection to Xavier. Tons of the acolytes, the X Men. They fought not they fought nonstop, but I guess he doesn't really feel like a friend or an ally just yet.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which is funny that you say that because if you go back and look at the um, Omega level list, mm-hmm. next to Exodus's name, his like allyship it says mm-hmm. like unknown. Uh, his was the only oh, one that okay. said like unknown. Uh, Everyone else has said like Krakoa or mm-hmm. or like not an ally, but his was yeah. like oh,
0: unknown. Uh, interesting. No. I didn't know that. I didn't notice that. I was Check that out. Like- Go back and yeah. look at that people exodus. He's, he's Wishy Watch. He should be on that Inferno teaser, Who Can You Trust? He is. Yeah. Well, no, well, I thought you, okay, never mind. I thought you meant the Mark Brooks one. Um, oh, no. <laughs>
1: never mind. No, because I do think I do think that I do like the um the feud between him and Sinister. Um, it's fun. Not only is it fun, but like it is you see why they have a feud because mm-hmm. you know, Sinister wants to pursue science no matter how how badly he will do whatever to get it done. And, um, you know, Exodus is about the preservation of mutants, not through, like, you know, these probably demonic-to-him means.
0: <laughs> I, like too. I also like that it's, it's longstanding. I don't mm-hmm. know if people remember, but Sinister and Exodus also had a lot of time together during the messiah complex event, like when the accolades were working and they were like button heads back then too and kind of arguing so it's like always nice to like see that going you know i love a good feud so the way that this they the way that their feud actually started
1: they didn't like each other before or at least exodus exodus didn't like sinister at all because he just thought he was whatever and all be after wanda you know did that whole thing Exodus wanted to hijack a shield helicarrier and Mm -hmm. basically make it like an arc where he was gonna pick up mutants and and protect everyone on that helicarrier. But after he used a Cerebro and found all of the mutants were gone, he ended up going to Sinister and said, all right, like, let's work together there.
0: Mm. I think, um, I think Exodus needs a little conflict. He needs a love interest. You know, I
1: <laughs> I had thought about him and Lorna together before. I thought that that would be a lot of fun
0: because, you know.
1: That's not shocking. It is.
0: One, <laughs> but two, I'm actually here for it. I think right? that like I think that fit I think that would fit like especially when you think of Exodus and his character and how he feels about Magneto and like here is Lorna who is the daughter of Magneto and it's like this person I could I could see a lot of electricity mm-hmm. between the two of them forming and a lot kind of, 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 of things thing. shaking and moving between the two. Of They're they both them. a little like in your face powerful characters. She's very pro mutant. He's very pro mutant. They both got that defender vibe. Yeah, I can see it. He might, you see he might it. be a little too old for though.
1: She's got daddy issues.
0: (laughs) That's where actually that's true. She she did never mind. I take that. (laughs) She's got daddy Uh, issues, so that's
1: right on up (laughs) her alley. The problem would be that she probably still like is in love with Havoc. But that would just make it more fun. That would make the story more Uh, fun. Havoc's
0: awful. That's interesting. I mean, do you want to see Exodus uh go back to hang out with like Black Knight? No,
1: not really. I would like to see him a little bit more ingrained in in, X, X, in the X world. You know what? Maybe for a little bit. Maybe they can be some whatever kind of friendship just so he has a little, a few more stories outside of Krakoa, but I would like to see him at least establish the, the actors first.
0: Are there any like of the big A-list or X-Men or things like that who you'd like to see him kind of form stronger bonds with?
1: Um, Iceman would be fun just because I think that that would be fun <laughs> between the two of them. Um, I think, um, Tempo, but they're already friends, so like he's already friends with Tempo and Frenzy and like all the other acolytes there, yeah. or um, at least they were cool with him. Um, so any of the other A-listers, um, I don't know. I don't know. never thought about other the big names. I feel like he would look at them and it'd be like, well, they whatever. Like, do you think he would get along with Storm? Yeah, he would probably be a, love the fact that like when Storm is arrogant, you know what I mean? Like when Storm yeah. is like, I'm Storm and like I'm here to speak. He would be like, yeah, <laughs> I know that's right, girl. I can see that too. I would like to see him
0: um, feud with Namor.
1: I could see, I can see them feuding with each other. And like this, the, the respect true. I think that he would have for Storm, he may find annoying in, in a Namor. Namor.
0: Right? I, th- I feel like he wouldn't like Namor, but I yeah.
1: That's fine. Right. Um, the same way what? I feel like he would feel about Sinister. You know, mm, that's a good call out.
0: Oh no, Exodus. He's he's an interesting character. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to say I don't like him. I think he is interesting. I think this
1: would, is rare for me because normally, you know i bring out my faves and you to you, you be like <laughs> you do be picking some see characters, him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but no, again, I think Exodus is really interesting. I, I've always looked at him as like if you don't have Magneto you should use Exodus, which is why I'm kind of shocked that he hasn't popped up in more stories a lot of times especially like when either when Magneto was with the X-Men or dead. Um, but I think there's a lot of potential there. I would, I would definitely like to see more. I think people just forget about him. Agreed. If he if you don't get your acolytes thing, are are there any current books where you'd like to see him?
1: Um. Oh, I was gonna say sword.
0: Everybody can't be. But
1: everybody everybody can't be in sword. That's not fair. (laughs) Everybody
0: wants to come to sword. I get it.
1: (laughs) But I could guess maybe he does pop up in Hellions. I could see that happening, but that's probably just with the sinister stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. So probably Hellions or even X Force. He also needs a new costume. He does something that just isn't
0: from so like
1: yeah, it's so big, right? It's so big and so. Big, I know people. I know people like those the angel wings behind him, but I don't. I think it's time to let him go. Oh no! I was about to say I love those. <laughs> like I love
0: those. I think that's. So, I just that's a look. And the cape too. Let it go. He can do lo- i think he should lose one or the other he should either have the cape or the little like wing things but i would prefer the wing things
1: i was gonna say i was going i could take the
0: cape i'll keep the cape then. the <laughs> wing things are hot i like those a lot he needs something a little bit more sh- yeah streamlined i guess to make him mm-hmm. feel like that general defender type of guy second in command um, and also that fits his personality that's later like stern yeah maybe like a like a Templar type of yes. design. Yes.
1: So, like, yes. There,
0: yes. Yeah. I, I see the vision. You see the vibe. You see, I, it. <laughs> I, I, I see it. I see it. I mean, I, I, I again, it. I, I think he just kind of needs to get ingrained a little bit more with like the main characters of X world because, like you said, I do think people forget about him a lot, which is mm. again strange to me because I think he's a very interesting character. He's beaten so many of your faves.
1: So many of I, your faves can't
0: take him. Not mine. But, yours uh, lost too. <laughs> Not mine.
1: Yours, yours said that, um, you know, he was a more powerful telepath.
0: Her Ooh, words were fancy. <laughs> be on, on the out,
1: be on the lookout y'all for my uh, Exodus thread. I'll put that in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know he's beat Gene a couple of times.
1: He beat her a couple of times, and oh. he he stalemated
0: Emma. But she had to cheat to wear. She had to go had get help. Dust. Shout out to Dust, the icon. Okay, that is an X-Man. That's who we should do a character discussion on, all right? That's the one. She uh, is the one. Oh, I would like to see that, him mentoring her. She could be on, like, his little acolytes. Yeah, she team. Should definitely should be on the acolytes team. I think I need to update my list now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your little acolytes team, she should be on it. They should, that would be a very interesting dynamic. So I think that is actually, like, a really good kind of place for exodus like you said mentoring mm-hmm. the people doing them again you think about him with the kids how he's been on Krakoa, like building these young mutants up to be the best that they can mm-hmm.
1: i've mm-hmm. always looked at the acolytes in the Krakoa era should be more of like like the coast guard or like you know they're like that kind of team for
0: mm-hmm.
1: for Krakoa. they're not going out on the missions they're protecting it there
0: yeah i'm into that i'm into that exodus dust that's what we're putting. You should get a commission of that. You should, oh, you should make your dumb. team and you should get a commission of it. I know. You know that's how, I've got a you team. Know, you know, that's how I push all my favorite characters. You get a commission when they got something. Let me tell you, people, I'm going to be very honest with you guys right now. If you ever want your favorite characters to truly thrive, you need to get good art of them. Okay. Yep. Just get cool art. People love looking at it. Like, we, we read comic books, it is a visual medium when you're mm-hmm. when the people see your favorite characters looking good you know how many pieces of art i have with jesse bedlam in it <laughs> yeah and i always and, see it online i'm
1: like i know this was keenan
0: <laughs> okay like come on and like and now i can go into a forum and like people be like when they talk about like black characters they want stuff they'll be like oh i want bedlam and i'm like you didn't know who that was till you seen that art but that's what it was for boom <laughs> that's what i'm talking about blue marvel's next he's about to get his profile raised a little bit Yes,
1: he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. yes, he is. In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Love
0: that. Well, I mean, Exodus might get it, too. Like you said, if we see somebody with some he red might. skin, the Eternals,
1: yeah.
0: it could be Exodus. So everybody be on the lookout for that. So, um, what yeah, is Supposedly your... they might be going
1: to like Egypt or something, too.
0: So who knows if
1: Apocalypse might
0: make a little cameo? Mm-hmm.
1: And I would not be surprised if like the idea of mutants pops up in Eternals.
0: Yeah, because they're
1: supposed
0: to be connected in the comics. Yeah, yeah. So what is your recommended Exodus reading?
1: Okay, so definitely check out, there's an issue called Black Knight Exodus. It is literally all about him. (laughs) It is his, (laughs) it tells you his entire origin, how he got his powers, and um, his entire connection to Black Knight and Apocalypse and all that. It's one issue, really great. Um, I would also recommend uh, Avengers, X Men, Blood Ties. This is this event that happened in like the 90s. It's all about the House of M, and but the kids with Luna, and mm-hmm. that's the story where I told you about like uh, Luna getting kidnapped and used as like a, a, a used to settle things in Genosha, and mm-hmm. uh, he is there, and you really get to see just a how powerful he is. He pretty much takes down all the Avengers and the X Men by himself. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, that kind of happens a lot now when I think about it. Like one X Men taking down
1: the Avengers team. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well When you got it, you got it. Um and then definitely check out the um X Men legacy run. Uh it was after the Messiah Complex stuff. It was the Mike Carey. I can't think of the exact numbering for it, but um I
0: think it's around like two thirty or something like that. Yeah, think something around, around there. there
1: definitely check that out. You get a lot more insight on him and uh, his, his whole ideology in comparison to not only Xavier, but Magneto as well. They have a, they have their first, uh, like reconnection since he awakened him from that tomb. So that was, mm. that's good moment. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's all I want to do for check out uh, Exodus y'all. If you have any questions, please let me know, you know, I love talking about my boy. So Let's take a break and then we will come right back. All right. That's
0: why I was reading these Teen Titans books and Wonder Girl be getting rocked. (laughs) I swear, y'all was going up for her and I was like. Donna Joy is a really great character I think so I think the thing about Donna honestly in that entire run is how I mean a lot of them actually is, uh, once they start getting in more to the team phase they become very relatable and like, okay. they start like living their life and she goes through like this whole thing with like this guy she marries her kid and like just kind of like overcoming that grief and stuff and like she becomes like a leader she has a really good character arc and then after that they ruined it Lord knows they don't like Donald Troy now. Yeah, I don't know what they do right now. <laughs> Nobody does, but well, we ignore that. But welcome, everybody. Ba- welcome, everybody. <laughs> welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to your favorite part of the show, another relaunch. It's been yes, a while, yes. but we are back with them, and we're here to tell you what's going on. You know, there have been a lot of things with some characters. I've, I've, I've been making sure I try and I have a list of all the characters, so I'm going to do a relaunch and I've been trying to put characters who I don't normally go towards, so I can okay. like really, you know, push my limits. Um, So sh- sh- should I go first? Go for it, you go. Okay, so my character for my relaunch is one who we were actually just discussing earlier, and that is Mr. Tim Drake, the bisexual oh. Robin. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, so Can't spell Robin
1: now, bye. Hmm.
0: You know, Rob, Tim for me has been a character who has always kind of like, obviously, been the forgotten Rob, and he's been struggling to find his place within the group and like what he does. You don't really, I think there was a point in time where we kind of expected him to become Batman, but I think Mm. with Damien, that's just no longer the case. then he's really kind of struggled forming his own identity and like what his place is in the group. You know, obviously, Dick is like the main leader. Um, Jason is the Black Sheep, Damien's the son. So for me, what I would actually like to see do, Tim do, one of the things I think he does well is lead. I remember his tenure in Titans and like kind of how he navigated that team and worked with them was really well done. So I would like to see Tim head up a new iteration of the whole Batman Incorporated concept. Oh, okay. However, like, for this concept, I would like him to actually be, like, doing the traveling and, like, going out and, like, finding these people who should be into it and, like, because, again, he's the character who I feel like is perpetually lost. And so I feel like he would gravitate towards other characters who are also perpetually lost and kind of, like, doing that and making that work for them. So he would have this team and he would go with them, searching around, finding these people to be on this, and he would train them up. Having his team, he he could communicate with everybody. He just needs something to do.
1: Yeah, he needs a he needs a role.
0: And it's like and, I think he has to get out of Gotham.
1: Mm, probably has to have I his own city.
0: Have his own city, and like what's better than the world?
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a great idea. You know, he is um. One of my favorites in the the Bat Fam, Nightwing is my favorite of the Bat Fam, but uh, he's in my opinion the best Robin. He was the best like kind of whatever the whatever you feel like the Robin archetype is. I've always felt like a Tim was the best one, and you gotta give him his props. He's the only one that had the longest running Robin series. That Robin series lasted for 15 years.
0: I didn't even know he had a Robin series.
1: He, the only Robin series is his. <laughs> <laughs> It lasted oh, wow. for 15 years. But it went to like, uh, I think, 180, like, 2, 183 or something like that. Oh, wow. Just,
0: yeah. DC's good. DC's good for, like, leaving a book on the stands as well. So, shout yeah. out to them.
1: One and it was, like, also...
0: selling. He was, like, really popular back then. And one thing I will also have Tim do with this, uh, his new Batman Incorporated group is I would have him take Duke and Cass along with him. Oh, love that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're the two also who need something to do hmm At least
1: Signal got a code name. Dick needs one. I mean I'm sorry, Tim needs one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know what you I, I, I didn't go as far to give him a code name. I assumed I would just still call him Red Robin, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Tim kind of especially now with they're saying that Bruce is going to be stepping away from the Batman title. And yeah. like, Jace is taking it up. So what's going on with the rest of the world? Let Robin Red Robin lead his new career. I'm into that. He definitely needs a lot
1: of some attention or whatever and give him some more push and story, so that would be great. DC, if you're listening, <laughs> please do something with him. Um, all right, you want Maybe me to go I then? Have... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so mine is a character who, probably not so shocking to people that I do enjoy, um, mm-hmm. she kind of fits the motif, and that is uh, Cheshire the Assassin. Cheshire, and the one she's really dope you know she gives you that electra kind of vibes but she's much more uh sinister i guess you could say Mm -hmm. um whereas electra i feel like it's just living i feel like cheshire is down to just kill because she's an assassin like that's just whatever she's what she's about um Although Elektra is also an assassin. Whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. I think that uh, for her, I would like to see her get a rise within the like assassin world of DC. She should be mm. the equivalent to Deathstroke. And I would love to see her actually mm. take on a bigger kind of role where more villains are you know contracting her to do more assassin kind of stuff and really getting her name out there and getting her a bigger spotlight. I think that there are way more assassins and just deathstroke and you know his whole history is already kind of messy and problematic anyway you yeah. know with him and the whole Terra stuff so like Chester's right there use her
0: would you um would you start putting her skills on par with someone like a lady shiva
1: yeah, actually i'd probably have her go train with like a lady shiva again or something mm-hmm. like that you know Sharpen up her skills. I'd even maybe even do something kind of what they did with Deathstroke, where he had his own like little team team.
0: Oh, Defiance. Yeah,
1: Defiance. Yeah, I'd give her a little rogues gallery of like some teens or whatever that she could train up.
0: Who do you who do you who do you want to see Cheshire fight?
1: Deathstroke. (laughs) I think that'd be I think that'd be
0: dope. Outside of like the hero. Because oh. I think about uh-huh. I think about Shiva. Like, Shiva's fought a lot of heroes. You know, she's fought Batman. But she's also kind of, like, been a pseudo Black Canary villain. Um, mm-hmm. a actually what I was going to say. I think you are going to say Black Canary. I would Black say, Canary. That would be good
1: for her. Black Canary, I want to see her take on the Titans as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's always great. Um, I would just really like to just integrate her more into, like, the... The world. The world, the bigger world. She's
0: down. Okay. She is. She's a. She's a cool girl. You know. She fits my brand for sure. So. Oh, for sure. I know you. I figured you. <laughs> I'm here for it. Her. You know, she could be a nice little uh, antagonist for Tim's Batman Inc. Well, there we go. Boom.
1: <laughs> Collaborate. it up. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, there it is. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you guys are checking us out wherever you uh, subscribe to podcasts. Make sure you uh, rate and leave us reviews. Thank you so much for everyone who's been doing that. We really appreciate all the comments. Um, If you have any questions or comments, you can send them us at Twitter We're at Another Relaunch. You can find us on Instagram at Another Relaunch, uh, YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can also send us questions another relaunch at gmail.com you can find me on most social media platforms at uncannylz. lz where can they find you
0: you guys can find me at kenan light so you know there's an underscore at the end also titans came out the first three episodes have dropped if you are a titans fan because you know i am please mm-hmm. tweet me your opinions i'm going to actually go and watch some of the episodes right after this so i will be ready to discuss and a of Starfire deserves a spinoff. That is my new <sighs> mantra. She's so and perfect. Amazing. Love her. So, yes, let's talk.
1: Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we will catch y'all next week.
0: All right, peace out.